Time now for the quote of the week. I'm sure many of you recall George Carlin, very successful stand-up comedian. Uh, and I also have a huge acting resume, too. But his comedy was biting and acerbic as it focused on, you know, basically all aspects of society. I can't help but think that he wouldn't be allowed on the air today with some of his kind of commentary in this kind of a woke, politically correct environment. And his take on politics would especially be unpopular in establishment circles, which brings me to the quote of the week, more relevant than ever, in quotes. Governments don't want a population capable of critical thinking. They want obedient workers, people just smart enough to run the machines and just dumb enough to passively accept their situation. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, state houses, city halls. They've got the judges in their back pockets, and they own all the big media companies. So they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. End of quote. That is certainly something to consider. I know, depending on your point of view, maybe your political affiliations, but I still think that's great food for thought. So much more coming your way, including Ozzy and Victor. Uh, uh, the, the list is a long one and a great Goofy Award, so glad you're with us. Time now for the shocking stat of the week. You know, sometimes these things come out of nowhere for me, and in this case, I was reading the National Post, and it was interesting because Jamil Giovanni asked, where is the outrage over the Black Lives Matter's finances? I mean, there was a financial audit. I was aware of that, but it's a great question. Where is it? Maybe it's because, though, the media donors aren't interested, but also maybe because most people aren't aware of the findings that prompted Charity Watch Executive Director Lori Styron to state, in quotes, I have never witnessed a lack of governance on this scale in my nearly 20 years as a charity watchdog. I mean, there was absolutely no independent oversight of the spending. Decisions were made by a single person, BLM co-founder Patrice Coolers, who was not shy about handing out money to family and friends, but let alone, and this is where it really started, a secret purchase of a $6 million U.S. mansion in Los Angeles. Now, they raised $90 million U.S. dollars. So you'd think there'd be some sort of formal oversight, but apparently there wasn't. And by the way, investigations revealed that Black Lives Matter purchased multi-mansions in the U.S. Again, no independent oversight. And that includes Canada. This is a Canadian connection that the Washington Examiner reports Black Lives Matters Canada, whose board included Cooler's husband at the time. Well, they received the U.S. equivalent of 8.1 million Canadian dollars. Why? Well, to buy a mansion in Toronto. The BLM Canada's request for funds took less than a month to be approved. Well, maybe that's not a surprise, given there's only one person making the decisions. But Charity Watch states, The concern here is that an $8 million financial decision was made involving a related party with no independent oversight of the transaction. But as the New York Post reports, uh, questionable uh, the questionable financial transactions to related parties didn't end there. For example, Damon Turner, now that's the father of Cooler's only child. Well, he got paid 969,459 US dollars to his art firm called Trap Heels. I mean, no one's received a satisfying answer as to what BLM actually received in return. Also, a company owned by Cooler's brother, 
He's a graffiti artist. Paul Coolers received $840,993 for professional security services. I mean, there's more examples. Coolers resigned, by the way, of BLM as executive director in May 2021. Why? Because there was such intense criticism of her personal real estate purchases. In fact, there is a documentary being prepared right now about these financial transactions. But I want to come back to that question posed by the National Post, Jamel uh, Giovanni. He said, where's the outrage on BLM finances? Well, Come on, because surely this isn't what donors thought the money would be spent on, multiple mansions, but there really has been very little blowback, very little coverage. So what gives? Well, for that, I'm going to go back to a study that was released in November 2020. It was by Harvard and MIT, published on Nature.com. But here's the thing. It concluded that people care more about the reputational value of giving than the actual results. In quotes, people are inclined to give in ways that are reputationally lucrative. End of quote. Well, that's another way of saying chalk it up for the virtue signalers. Some people are more interested in looking to be doing good than actually doing good. As I say, a new documentary coming out about BLM finances, and I think it'll be welcome. Time now for this week's Goofy Award. Now, one aspect to keep in mind about high gas and diesel prices is that there's a large and powerful contingent in the climate change lobby, including politicians, many in the media, public education, hope that prices actually go higher. And the devastating impact, like on the poor, the vulnerable, or the 193 million people living on the edge of starvation, is simply collateral damage. It's noteworthy that I've yet to see anyone in the climate contingency, including in our own governments, acknowledge the fallout from the vilification of fossil fuels and their ill-conceived net-zero demand to end the use without any realistic timeline for the transition to renewables, let alone a plan. I mean, there's no plan. Much like the same blind spot that never acknowledged the importance, let alone your replacement, of petroleum-based products, far beyond gasoline and diesel and jet fuel. On Money Talks, we've chronicled for over a year the immediate and direct impact of higher natural gas prices on fertilizer. Well, now we've heard about it. This week, we got a stat saying fertilizer usage is down 30%. That's bad news in capital letters because crop yields will go down. And that further takes us down the road of uh, food crisis. Now, here's the thing. I'm confused. The food crisis starvation wave was either a goal of the academics who pushed for divestment, the school boards who egg students on to join Greta Thunberg's ill-informed push to end the use of fossil fuels immediately. you got groups like Extinction Rebellion. Or the city councils who jumped on board along with provincial and federal politicians. Were they really that ill-informed, intellectually lazy, and ignorant of the energy system and the importance of petroleum that they didn't know that would be the fallout? Or were they fully aware? of the devastation their policies would cause. As I say, especially for the poor in Western society and the highly vulnerable emerging markets. Are they just collateral damage and the great cause of climate change? But it brings me to my goofy award. You may have caught on Thursday, UK announces a windfall tax of 25% on UK oil companies, on their profits. 25% windfall profit tax. The same idea, by the way, is being floated in the U.S. And in Canada, the NDP is always in favor of higher taxes on profits, both on individuals and business. But the Liberals have already implemented a windfall tax on banks and insurance companies, so not a stretch there. So let's review. Governments in the Western world, led by the U.K., 
who, by the way, begged coal miners to increase production last October to replace the failed wind and solar energy production. And you got the U.S., who begged Venezuela and Iran to increase production along with OPEC+. Plus. But now they're pushing to raise taxes on any domestic company that does increase production. I mean, it's head-shaking. It's kind of like, if you want to add to the comic relief, the U.K. Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rushi Senak, says the new U.K. oil windfall tax will be phased out, in quotes, when profits return to normal. Really? Well, what's normal? The industry average, or are we going company-specific, or is it earnings per share average? Or the average of what they made in 2015 right through to 2020 when crude prices were so low? I mean, idiotic doesn't do this justice, given it's a fact that if you want less of something, then you raise taxes. It's a tried and true method. And by the way, governments clearly understand that concept. That's why they favor a carbon tax, which raises prices to discourage consumption. The fact is, you want less supply, then make it less attractive to produce it by raising taxes on profits. And you know what? There's not an objective economist who disagrees. In fact, I suspect even the ones on the political left payroll would agree with that. By the way, this is the same stupidity slash idiocy that continues with the decommissioning of nuclear power in places like Germany, Michigan, California. And they don't have adequate replacement, although eventually they will. And you know what's happened in the past? It's almost always been replaced by fossil fuels. Right now, Germany's ramping up coal production to replace the three nuclear plants they decommissioned last uh, December. They've got three more being de- decommissioned this December. Hmm, think about that green agenda. It replaces zero-emission nuclear power with the most emissions-intensive fossil fuel. Increasingly, so many of the stories we cover come with this big headline, you can't make this stuff up. And a final point quickly again, who, this is a global market. When you're talking about coal prices, you're talking about natural gas, you're talking about uh, oil. It's a global price. Who can least afford to pay it? Of course, it's the vulnerable once again. That's just one more aspect they refuse to acknowledge. But as I said from the outset, you can decide whether that's out of ignorance or by design. That's all the time we have this week. I hope you go out and have an absolutely terrific weekend.